Hey everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters, financiers for your ears. My name is Matt and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew, how are you bud and what are you drinking? Uh, I am awesome and I'm drinking uh, Oma Gang, Henny Pin Farmhouse Sison. Nice. I am drinking Blindfold Black IPA by Sierra Nevada because Mm. we have a special guest and we'll get to him in a second, but... Before we get started, if you have a question about personal finance, email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. We really want to hear from you guys. And guess what? We also want submissions for catchphrases at the beginning of the show. Today's catchphrase, which I butchered originally, I'll admit, financiers for your ears. And that was given to us by at C-R-W-N-Y-C on Twitter, which is exactly... Where we for the record, Matt. For the record, Matt said "fanciers" for your. He ears. did spell it. Fa- <laughs> he did spell it "fanciers" because I just copied and pasted. But that's I think okay. You just can't pronounce. Look, maybe that's it. Maybe I just can't pronounce things. But that's okay. <laughs> we want you to send them to our account via Twitter at Money Matters Man. That's our Twitter handle. Today we are here to right a wrong. Okay. Uh, a long time ago when we started this podcast, November, we did a show called To Roth or Not To Roth, where we answered a listener slash friend question on whether he should choose a Roth IRA or a Roth or a traditional IRA and a Roth 401k and a traditional 401k. And we thought we gave him pretty good information. He seemed to be happy with it. But apparently, it, a lot of people left some bad reviews saying that we had no idea what we were talking about and we have no business talking about blah, 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 blah. So we are here to right that wrong today. So we are calling this episode to Roth or not to Roth Redux. And we're going to be doing it with a guest because we figured, hey, since we don't know, apparently, according to all the reviews, we might as well bring on an expert. And that expert is Darren Hayes, who is a financial advisor and beer lover. How appropriate. His book, (laughs) Beer Money, teaches Joe Sixpack how to get smart with their money without the jargon hangover. Darren, how are you today? I am fabulous. Thank and, you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Are you drinking anything today? I, I'm between meetings, so I'm just I'm sticking with water. Sticking um, with water. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I have tried that that uh, that blindfold IPA. Yeah. that you mentioned though, Matt. I mean, it, it's it's uh, it's delicious, and it, and it comes with. Uh, with three other uh, special IPAs from Sierra Nevada. Yeah, they got that and, uh, tw- the variety packs, which is like I love variety packs because you get yes. you get the, you get four different kinds of beers and you still pay the same price and you get to try different things that you probably wouldn't have tried. Although sometimes it's hard to get the varieties in their own six packs, depending on where you are. Yeah, and in the world of finance, we would call that diversification. <laughs> and, I love and that's that. A good thing. So tell us a little bit about beer money and what the book's all about. Um, beer money is, uh, you know, it, it is it is not a large book, mm-hmm. uh, and it's intended to not be a large book. You can you can finish it in about the same amount of time it would take you to drink a six pack. Right. Um, and it, what it is is it is a it's a beer drinker's guide to personal finance and investing. And I I wrote this book um, after conducting. Um, I used to do a, a little workshop, if you will, at a, at a local pub and I called it beers, bulls and bears. And, um, and we talked about what was going on in the markets and we talked about, uh, we, we did a beer tasting. And so we'd sampled different, different IPAs, you know, Hefeweizen's box, whatever it was that month. And I found that by, um, talking about financial concepts in 
in terms of beer, something that people already understood, they, they, they got it a lot faster and they retained the knowledge. And so I just took all those little concepts, started to compile them, and, uh, and I put them in this, uh, this 24-chapter book, you know, because there is 24 beers in a case. <laughs> right. And, uh, and I called it Beer Money. That's pretty clever. I like that. I like that idea a lot. You got to send me a copy of that book. I need to read that. I, I will definitely get you a copy. Awesome. Both of you a copy. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, as you know, we're going to talk about the difference between Roth and traditional, then, and that includes four hundred one ks and Roth IRAs or IRAs, I should say, in general. So, uh, let's just start off by finding out what the difference is between a Roth and a traditional. Yeah, yeah, I, I, well, and yeah, because I, I mean, it works the same for both four hundred one ks and IRAs. Is that correct? It, it does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. many many four hundred one ks now have the Roth feature inside of them, but the you know the uh, it's basically the same deal whether it's an IRA or four hundred one k and and the deal is this if and if we use you know if we if we're going to use beer you know for analogies and and, sure. and say that say that taxes are are a hangover um, you know you can you can you can get your hangover out of the way even before you start drinking which would be the Roth. Um, or, you know, you, you drink first, then you have your hangover later. That's, that's your taxes. And so the, so the difference has to do primarily with, um, with tax deductions and then taxation upon distribution. And so with a, with a Roth, when you make a contribution into a Roth account, Mm -hmm. um, you're, you're, you're paying the taxes up front. You don't get an income tax deduction on that. Okay. With a traditional contribution, um, you get to deduct that amount from your personal income. Now, in a four hundred one k, that happens automatically with every payroll. Um, with a, if, if you're funding, uh, you know, a traditional IRA, then it's only at tax time when you when you file your taxes that you get to say, okay, you know, I made uh, fifty thousand dollars in income for the year. I made a five thousand dollar traditional um, IRA contribution, so my taxable income is actually reduced to forty five grand. Okay, right. So that's that's your difference up front. Now, while the money is in either one of those accounts, traditional or Roth, and and it's growing for you, you've got it invested, you're not paying taxes on any dividend income, on any capital gains. Um, so it, so both of those accounts are going to grow with that with that you know that tax benefit. But then upon distribution and retirement, with a Roth, since you since you paid your taxes up front, you don't pay any taxes on any of the money that comes out of that account. Right. Okay? When you withdraw that's, it. That's, yeah, and that's past the age of fifty nine and a half. That's the current. Right. That's the current age. Um, with a traditional IRA, since you got that income tax deduction, you're now going to pay tax on on all of the money that comes out of there, mm-hmm. uh, and you're going to be taxed at at whatever uh, whatever you know income tax rates happen to be at that point. So it's basically taxable income. Hmm. So that's your two. Pri- I mean, that's that's the primary difference. It's it's sort of a you know tax now versus tax later scenario. And why would somebody want to be taxed uh, later rather than now, or vice versa? Yeah. So that kind of depends upon um, uh, you know t- today a, a lot of people retiring. Um, when you have that money in your four hundred one k or traditional IRA, you're basically you're the one that determines how much money you want to take out of there each year. So you have to sort of keep yourself in a lower tax bracket if you know if you have other means, right. <laughs> so to speak. Sure. So you can you can kind of determine what tax you know what tax bracket you're in. And a lot of people are in a lower income tax bracket in retirement than they are 
when they're accumulating money. So, so you get a benefit there. Um, people who are in a higher tax bracket today likely may need the, the traditional contribution because they want to reduce their taxable income. Um, a younger person who happens to be, you know, maybe in a lower tax bracket, maybe they haven't, you know, they're, they're, they haven't advanced and their, their salary is just not that high yet. Yeah. Um, they, they may very well be better off making a Roth contribution because they might not need a tax deduction up front and they're going to be way better off in the future probably by letting that money grow, you know, for, for 30, 35 years mm -hmm. and then not having to pay taxes on any of those distributions. Yeah, that that. So you're saying uh, if you're younger, you'd probably want to go with. Uh, oh, now, all right, but you probably want to go with a Roth, right? If you're, in a, in a, if, if you're young and a low tax and low yeah. uh, low income, right, or low uh, I mean, tax bracket. Yeah, another simple test may be you know if someone if someone typically gets money back when they file their taxes. Yeah, they're they they probably don't need the income tax deduction, so they're likely better off to do a Roth contribution. And I was going to say, uh, how much could you be lowered? Because I, from what I understand, you can only contribute so much to either a, an IRA or a four hundred one k. Yeah, it's true, um, and and you also get limited uh, at income level. So currently, in, in twenty fourteen, yeah, um, your maximum to a to a four hundred one k is is seventeen thousand five hundred bucks. Okay. With an additional fifty five hundred available to you if you're age fifty or older in that particular year, hmm. um, that's true of both Roth or traditional. With an IRA, current maximums in uh, in twenty fourteen is fifty five hundred dollars with an additional thousand available to you if you're age fifty or older. Hmm. You can mix it up, right? You can do some Roth and you can do some traditional. Uh, in an IRA or in a 401k, you don't ha you don't have to go all in either way. But your max contribution cumulatively is still going to be that seventeen five or the fifty five hundred. So, what's the primary difference between a 401k and an IRA? Primary difference is that is that 401ks are, are employer sponsored plans. Okay. So they so they can't exist without an employer saying you know I'm going to establish one of these things and I'm going to offer it as a benefit. Uh, to my employees. Hmm. IRAs exist for those individuals that may not have access to a company-sponsored plan. Okay. Um, you can also, just because you contribute to a 401k doesn't mean you can't contribute to an IRA on your own. So you could max out your 401k, right? And you could also max out your IRA, provided that you're in. You get to a you get to a point where your income is is higher. Uh, for for a single person, you're you're talking you know around in the hundred twenty five thousand dollar range. Then you actually start to lose the ability to contribute to um, traditional IRAs, or at least take the deduction for it. Um, and and you get to a point where you where you can't even do a Roth contribution either. So then your your only avenue at that point for a higher income individual is 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 a four hundred one k. Yeah, because I mean, in my situation, I don't have access to a four hundred one k because I'm self employed, mm -hmm. right? So I'm forced to do an IRA, uh, either traditional or Roth. Or or I guess my question is, I can't even do traditional IRAs, right? Because how are they going to take it out of a paycheck that doesn't exist? Well, you you just establish an IRA and you and you make a contribution to that, and then when you do your taxes, you you report that you did it. Now, if you're a self-employed individual, you have another option, which you know we're deviating a little bit here. But oh, yeah, now uh, I'm just being selfishly curious. 
But, but you know, if, if you're self-employed, you have the ability to establish what's called a SEP IRA for yourself, hmm. okay? And, and with a SEP IRA, depending upon your income, you can put up to $52,000 a year into that sucker. Hmm. That's interesting. So $1,000 yeah. a week. Yeah. And how do I get one of those? You just you just establish that. I mean, any place where you can, uh, you know, any, any brokerage firm or okay. any um, online uh, investment account. I mean, if you can establish an IRA, you likely you might have to dig a little deeper, but you likely can establish a SEP IRA for yourself. It's you, just a it's just a different type of IRA. Yeah, yeah. Does it? Um, I mean, do you recommend? I'm just going to ask if. Uh, if you are if you work at a job and you got an employer and that employer matches let's say five percent, yeah, uh, but that five percent isn't going to be seventy five hundred dollars. Would you recommend that they put just max out their four hundred one k even though their employer only matches up to five percent, or do you only put in what the employer matches? So my my first rule on that and 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 I think to be financially successful you you follow rules and I, i've listened to you guys and you're you're really good at at establishing and and, and throwing rules out mm-hmm. there and and my rule on this would be anytime there is free beer available to you you take it right, right. if you go to the pub and, and 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 there's a little sign that says hey buy one beer get one free and that's good on your first three beers how many beers are you gonna have i'm gonna oh i don't know you're going to have at least three. Yeah. Right? Because right. the first three are free. Buy one, get one, buy one, get one, buy one, get one. Now, you can have more than that. Uh, that's what I was going to say. I'd, I'd, I'd definitely want more than that. <laughs> you can have more, but you're going to max, you're going to max out at that three. And so, so if you've got an employer plan and they match you 100% on the first three or four or 5%, whatever that is, you contribute minimally that amount to get the full match. Right. Okay. Right. After that point, then it, then it really you know, it's going to vary per person. If, if someone after that point does not have an emergency account already established, Mm -hmm. that would be my next step, right? Get, get, get at least a month's worth of, uh, of cash built up. Then I would attack any bad debt. And I've, I've heard you talk about the stack method, you know, about credit cards and getting those suckers paid down. So then I would attack bad debt. Then I'd go back and say, okay, do I want to put more money in my 401k or do I want to add money to an IRA? Mm-hmm. So it's only after it's only after you get those other things taken care of that I think you should be putting more money into your into your investment accounts because if you're paying 15 16% interest on something and a reasonable rate of return long term is you know 7 to 9 you're you're still yeah. going backwards. Right, right, I totally agree. And I'm the one thing I, uh, that confuses me though is the idea of a Roth 401k because I mm-hmm. understand like Roth IRAs are pretty cut and dry for me to understand and traditional 401ks are pretty cut and dry for me to understand. But what confuses me is traditional IRAs and Roth 401ks. I don't know why those two are – like they're the opposite of each other. Uh, but does – can anyone – like all right, let's say you have a job and you have a 401k. It's traditional, which I'm sure most of them are. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you – how is how hard is it to get a how hard is it to convert it or how hard is it to get a Roth four hundred one k Sorry, 
so the availability to the employee is going to be determined uh, by the by the company itself. Okay. So, so, so when the company establishes a plan, uh, they have what's called a plan document, and it basically states the rules of the plan. Hmm. And so, if if inside the rules of the plan they they allow for Roth contributions, then then a person just needs to elect. Uh, you know, I want to do traditional, so reduce my taxable income, or I want to do Roth. You know, go ahead and tax me on all my income, but put money in here, or split it up. I want to do, you know, three, uh, you know, three percent into uh, traditional and three percent into Roth. Well, that's okay? just, that. That means you just got two accounts. You got to worry about though, right? That's a, well, in a four hundred one k, it's all you, when you when you pull it up and you look at it online, perhaps mm-hmm. uh, you will see your balance. Okay, uh, it is going to be separate. It's going to be designated as two types of funding. And the reason it's going to be that way is is even if even if you are making Roth contributions to your 401k and your employer offers you you know that five percent match, mm-hmm. all employer contributions are classified as traditional contributions because the employer is deducting that on their end of things. Okay. Okay. So so even if you your entire working career did nothing but Roth contributions into a 401k when you retire. You're still going to end up with, and when you roll this to an IRA at that point, likely you're going to end up with a traditional IRA where distributions are going to be taxed, and the Roth IRA where it's not. Hmm. It's the same thing if uh, you know some companies offer profit sharing contributions where they'll just bonus money into a plan, you know, extra free beer each year. That goes in as a as a you know, think of it as just two two types of buckets, you know. One's gonna be taxed and one's not. So uh I'm curious because you you had said uh, you know, you wanna get you wanna get as much free as you can. So, you know, if your employer matches up to five percent of your salary, you know, you go up to that line. Yeah. Um, so, so say you have that taken care of and you have a reasonable emergency fund, uh, you know, where that's okay. If you wanted to go 5% more, mm-hmm. would you, you know, and, and you've already got all the matching you can, would you go Roth or would you go traditional with that extra 5% and why? Yeah. So Andrew, I think that goes back to, um, to kind of a, a personal situation, uh, so it would be probably income determinant. You know, again, if a person is is you know pulling in a hundred grand a year, they probably need the tax deduction. So they might go ahead and, and keep doing a traditional. Um, someone in a lower tax bracket, they might they might they might go ahead and load up on the Roth portion of that. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, what about a traditional IRA? That that's something that you start. Can you start that on your own, or do you need yes. to have a company with that? No, it's that is designed for you to do on your own. It, I mean, it's just the nature of that acronym is individual retirement account. Oh. <laughs> All right, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you uh, so with a traditional, how are they taking the money out pre-taxed? Yeah, so here's here's where it does get a little confusing for people. Um, so so let's just say that. Uh, so let's say you're you know you're 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 earning fifty thousand in income, okay, mm-hmm. and you are shoveling a few hundred bucks away, four hundred bucks a month um, into into just a cash account, an emergency fund. You've got your emergency fund, but you keep adding to okay. it, okay, okay. And you get to the end of the year and you're doing your taxes, 
and you're you're doing all these you know you're you're doing all the math on it and it turns out well gee I'm gonna actually owe a little bit of money this year you have the ability likely to offset that and 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 maybe not owe any money by making a traditional IRA contribution because every dollar you put into a traditional IRA you get to take an income tax deduction okay but the thing is is that it doesn't happen automatically the way it happens through payroll through an employer right it's only upon the reconciliation of your taxes at, at the end of every tax year that that's figured in so you are you are essentially taxed you know on all that money as you're earning it throughout the year sure then when you make the contribution that's when you have the opportunity to to reduce it so it's a it's a delayed effect if you will so say say it's the end of the year and and you're uh, you're you're doing your taxes in TurboTax and and they say that you owe the government five hundred dollars and yeah and yeah. you would you would at least want it to be zero right because you're already giving the government a lot of money yeah how do you figure out how much you have to put in an IRA to bring that to zero I I don't do TurboTax but but I believe you might just have to go back a few steps because they ask you questions and and there's going to be a question that says did you make a traditional IRA contribution this year and and you say yes and put in an amount you and you might have to play with it I mean again I don't uh, you know, I have an accountant right. do mine is that considered but, a tax shelter no no and this no. okay not that word okay I just no it's it's just truly an income tax deduction. Okay. Huh. Yeah. I. So and you can and and uh, I'm just trying to think of. I guess every situation is different, right? Everybody has a different uh, outcome, and is there an easy way to find out what that outcome is? And you had mentioned that if you generally generally get a return every year with your taxes then you'd probably want to go into a Roth yeah right that's, that's a it's a general a good rule of generality thumb. but yeah yeah all right and if you're somebody like me who pays taxes yes uh, then you need a, you need a tax deduction you I need, need a tax, tax deduction. deduction and that and so, because I'm self-employed I can only get a traditional Roth or I'm sorry traditional Roth a traditional IRA no you can you can establish a Roth IRA Okay, but that's not a tax shelter. Or I'm sorry. Now here I go with that word. You wouldn't. Yeah, you could fund it, but but you wouldn't get you wouldn't get a tax deduction. Correct. I would only get a tax reduction on the traditional IRA. Yes. So if I wanted to lower my taxable income for the year, which of course I've always want to do, I yes. can pump a lot of how much money am I allowed to pump into a traditional? The same as a, a, a regular Roth IRA. Traditional IRA, uh, fifty five hundred. Okay, so it's a, okay. Yeah, and again. A thousand dollars if you are lucky enough to be age fifty or older, which I'm not lucky <laughs> enough. But, but I mean, that's but again, a, Matt, you can do you can you know you go back to that to that SEP IRA, which which that acronym is Simplified Employer Pension. It's designed for people that are um, sole proprietors or maybe even have uh, you know one or two people working for them. Mm-hmm. And the way that that works, you can you can say you could you can put up to twenty five percent of your earned income into a SEP IRA. Okay, right. with a maximum amount of fifty-two thousand dollars. Now, the deal with that is, if if you have any employees, if you're going to pay yourself twenty-five percent of your income, you got to pay them twenty-five percent of theirs into their own SEP IRA as well. 
so you just got to be but if but if it's just if it's just one person uh you can you can establish a sep and get a get a heck of a lot bigger deduction than just a traditional ira right so uh and you and you had mentioned earlier i think you said uh just because you have a 401k doesn't mean you can't have an ira that's right right so do you recommend people have both um, you know, again, it's kind of an it depends situation, but, sure. um, I, I do advocate that, you know, having, um, there's, there's benefits to building up cash throughout the year. I mean, one is, <laughs> one is, a, I mean, if, if you don't have already an emergency savings account, you know, that that's priority number one. But if you do, you know, if you're uncertain about which direction you should go from tax year to tax year. Um, tax time still gives you some opportunity and flexibility because if you've built up, you know, like I say, another five grand in cash that can be invested and you're just not sure where to put it, um, you know, if you haven't already put it into your 401k come tax time, you could say, okay, well, my taxes are looking good. I don't need a refund. I'm going to fund my Roth or boy, I need a little bit of a tax deduction. I'm going to fund my traditional or you could fund both. Hmm. All right. I, I mean, is there really anything that we're missing here as far as the differences? I mean, it's pretty – it seems pretty cut and dry, right? There's pre-tax other, and post-tax. Yeah, the taxation is the biggest is the biggest thing. Yeah. And, and there is one other really unique aspect to a Roth IRA okay. that's worth mentioning. And, and that is that is that your contributions, the money you put in, you can get out of a Roth – before age 59 and a half without any penalties okay? oh because you remember you were already taxed on that contribution okay so if you put in five thousand and it grows to seven thousand and you need to pull out that five thousand for some reason you can do it now if you touch the two if you touch the growth mm-hmm. now you're going to have some penalties involved but you can get you can get at your principal. So you think about it. That provides a lot of flexibility, especially for for a younger person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who may not. I mean, you know, life happens. Sure, right. <laughs> and uh, and so you can you can be confident funding a Roth that if something really you know if something occurred, I don't know. You maybe you didn't fund a new business or you're you know buy a house. You know, you there's this other thing that you could access. It's not designed with that in mind it's designed for retirement but it sure. is an important thing to note hmm and 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 uh so if you only take out the principal does that mean you have to pay it back or no no oh really it's your it's your money you already yeah. paid the taxes on it all right well that's good to know i didn't know that yeah all right so that is the one benefit to a roth ira over all the other things it's three. very different. Yeah, it's very different from a traditional IRA. And in a four hundred one k plan, you probably couldn't do that. You know, the, the most most plans state that you can't do, you know, uh, what are called in service withdrawals mm-hmm. um, while you're still working. You can't, you know, you can't tap that retirement keg until the party's over, until your work party's over, anyway. And when's the retirement age for the four hundred one k? Um. You know, IRS rules state age fifty nine and a half, but again, uh, plans are going to have their own rules. Uh, some plans may say that if an individual is uh, of a defined retirement age, which they may define as age sixty two or sixty five, and they're still working, they might allow them to take money out at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, some plans may say, you know, you can't get 
you can't roll over to an IRA until you're no longer, uh, you know, working here. Um, each plan can have its own rule. Typically, there's a there's a defined retirement age at which point a person can can do a rollover or take a distribution um, without without the consequences. And that goes for both IRAs and 401ks. Same age and same rules. No, I. You know, the great thing about an IRA is you control it. So as long as your age over, if you're age fifty nine and a half or over, uh-huh. you can pull you you can pull money out of your out of your IRA without you don't have to ask anybody. Yeah, and since it's a Roth, uh, like you had mentioned, and and we had talked to somebody else about this as well. You had mentioned that if you have a four hundred one k and you reach age, let's say, 59 and a half, and, or let's say you reach age 60 and you're allowed to take the money out according to the plan, yep. you have to roll it over into an IRA. Or you're going to just get – or if you take all the money out at once, you're going to get taxed heavily, right? Yeah, you know, the, you don't have to. Right, you don't have um, to, but is it good practice? You could leave it parked there, but I don't know why you would. Okay. You know, because – it's it's much easier to control your distributions and and likely your investments if you if you roll it to an IRA at that point in time. Okay. All because right. if you leave it in the plan and you start to try to take distributions, there's likely going to be a lot of a lot more paperwork involved. It's mm-hmm. just it's just kind of that scenario. Whereas if you roll it to your IRA, you can set up a systematic withdrawal plan or oh, you know, cool. whatever you want to do. Well, that's perfect. Yeah, they got to do that. So. Yeah. Uh, well, Darren, I think that, that that's pretty much sums everything up, and I thank you for being on the show. Do you have any pl- – uh, besides you have Beer Money, the book. Where can you find Beer Money? Um, beer Money is available on uh, Amazon. Uh, either you know you can get the, the old-fashioned printed book or you can, uh, you can download it for your Kindle or your iPad. Um, my website is getbeermoney.com. And Perfect. You can learn a little bit about the book there. Yeah, and we'll include both of those links in the show notes, one for the book and one for the website for sure. So that way people that are listening to the show can have a place to find where you are. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. Excellent. Well, uh, Darren, again, I thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And guys, if you have any questions out there, please email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And if you like the show, we really hope that you do like the show. Please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitchers or Stitchers plural or stitcher wherever you listen uh we really need the reviews guys 4.7 stars i think we need to be five i think we need to beat Susie orman and dave uh, ramsey uh but speaking of reviews i got a review from a guy uh or a girl we don't know actually depending on the uh where they're from and and what do they write but here raw funny informative boring not five stars dj d henry from the united states And he or she writes, this was my first podcast for personal finance, and it has been a life-changing experience. I am in love with it. That's nice. These are two dudes that like drinking their beers and hang out. They have true true intentions to help people in need. Andrew and Matt address issues that every person should be thinking about, some basic, some advanced. Uh, translate the issues into their or someone else's personal stories with hard numbers which make it more relatable. Super enlightening. Thanks, guys, for all that you do. Keep it up. And thank you, DJ D. Henry from the United States, for that awesome and lengthy and perfect review. Love it. And last but not least, guys, if you want to learn more about personal finance, we have a website. It's 
listenmoneymatters.com. We're always posting up new episodes of this podcast. So, Darren, thanks again for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Go out there, getbeermoney.com. So that's it, guys. Thanks again for hanging out with us. We look forward to the next episode, and see you later.